Welcome to Podland, the last word in podcasting news. It's Friday the 20th of May 2022. I'm James Cridland, the editor of podnews.net. And I'm Dan Sidney, the MD of River Radio, the podcast for this radio station now on DB. I'm Ashley Carmen, a reporter at Bloomberg. I am a guest on this podcast this week. She is... Podland is sponsored by Buzzsprout, podcast hosting made easy. Last week, 3,282 people started a podcast with Buzzsprout. You can too at buzzsprout.com. And because Buzzsprout supports chapters and transcripts, we do too, normally. And we're sponsored by Squadcast, the remote recording studio that your audience will love. Squadcast lets you create high-quality audio and video content just using your browser. And using Dolby Enhanced Audio Mastering, they'll sound better than ever. And you know what they say, you should probably use tools like Squadcast. Yes, we should have probably listened to that. We did a live stream from Sam's River Radio Studios in the rather quaint town of Marlow in Buckinghamshire. And for the first five minutes, the tool that we were using was not that good. And it broke up the audio a bit, as you might have spotted. So anyway, let's join the podcast after the audio issues had magically fixed themselves. I'd been in Sweden earlier on in the week, and Sam was asking me about some of the people I saw. Now, you met some people out there as well. You also met Tom Webster, formerly of Edison Research, now with... Actually, still, still with Edison Research until oh. the end of, of this month, yeah. He was talking about um, a habit being the number one growth opportunity for podcasting, uh, you know, very much pointing out, you know, that that is, it's, it's something I've been saying for a while as well. The reason why radio is so successful, uh, the reason why nine out of 10 people still listen to, to the radio and, the, and, you know, the UK figures have just come out and even more young people are listening to the radio, which I find I find amazing, um, but the reason because of that is because it's habit, uh, and that's what people, you know, are uh, you know people have woken up to the radio for years and years, and uh, that's what um, will continue uh, driving that. And Tom was very much arguing that habit will be the thing that makes uh, podcasting continue to end up growing. Um, so he was great. It, what was fascinating is he was talking next to um, Denmark Radio's Rasmus Kidder, and Rasmus was basically saying exactly the same thing and they hadn't even uh, you know checked uh, uh, you know any of that uh, any of that stuff so that was uh, good the other person uh, who I, I thought was really interesting we had a session um, there was a podcast summit at the uh, Radio Days Europe and we had a session about monetization uh, Rob Greenlee was uh, speaking from Libsyn's advertised cast and very much talking about you know how monetization works and everything else and then we had Daniela Murphy from Acast, and she looks after podcast creative in the UK and Ireland, and um, she was just talking really passionately about how good radio, um, uh, sorry, how good uh, you know advertising can be, how good podcast advertising can be, from um, and, and and just some really nice ideas around creative that were, you know, more things than just you know nonstop. Um, you know, non-stop, uh, uh, you know, uh, radio spots and stuff like that. So it was great actually seeing something from Acast, which was, you know, really talking about the interesting creative things that you can do in terms of advertising. Um, and people only mentioned how intimate podcasting was about seven times. So that was good. So uh, <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't go too much there. Okay, Ashley, how come you weren't out at Radio Days Europe as well? I want to come to Europe. I'm ready next year. I mean, I am. I am actually going to Europe in a few weeks. Oh, yeah. 
but not for fun podcast conferences. Where, okay, dare we ask, where are you going? I'm going to Spain for a wedding. Oh. And nice. in Portugal. If anyone has recommendations, please send them my way. <laughs> Barcelona, if you're there, I'll let you know a few places. Yes, keep your, keep your mobile phone um, uh, yes. safe, yeah. safely on you at all times. Yeah. Oh my. Oh I, might, my. I might get a burner phone. I might get a burner phone. For oh my. Trip. But uh, yeah, but it's a lovely place. And uh, the home of uh, RSS.com, um, uh, who one half is based there, and also the home of uh, Ivux, um, who are a good, a good bunch of people, but you're not going there f- for work. So uh, <laughs> that will be the last. You never last know. You never thing. know. Yeah, no, indeed. But next year, Ashley, we will get you over because we're, Jess Kaufman is going to be doing She Podcasts over in London. Oh, fun. Yes, I really do want to come over. It seems I keep like announcing it. <laughs> yeah, you keep, you keep on announcing this. Is this news? <laughs> well, it is to Jess. <laughs> it is to me. No, should I be reporting this? <laughs> you should, yes. Um, I sent her a list of speakers the other day. Oh, excellent. And I've got a venue for it already. There you go. Yeah, the William Wallace Gallery. Beautiful old gallery. There Central you go. London. A gallery named after a man. Good work, Sam. <laughs> Good point, James. I might have to change that venue. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, moving on. Yes, indeed. Right. So, uh, Brian Barletta, friend of the show, he was also uh, over there at Radio Days. Um, What was Brian talking about? Yeah, he was. He did a couple of sessions. Uh, I think what was exciting about Radio Days Europe was that there was this uh, specific session all around podcasting and the Podcast Summit, which uh, I moderated on the Sunday. And then there were uh, lots of different things around podcasting during the main event as well. And it's been the case. I've been going to Radio Days Europe for the last 13 years. It's been the case that podcasting has always been kind of a side thing and and isn't the main focus, but actually much more podcasting uh, in the main uh, session, including uh, a session with uh, Brian and Rob Greenley was there. Julie Shapiro was over from uh, PRX and Radiotopia. Um, So, uh, you know, really good to hear uh, that as well. And if you'd like to hear a full interview with Julie Shapiro, then that is uh, on Matt Deegan's podcast. It's called The Media. Media podcast, um, and uh, I'm on it. I, I'm on it as well, uh, trying to uh, you know take part in a quiz. But you can fast forward through that bit. Uh, but Julie's bit is really good, so it's well worth um, well worth having a listen. Not a show spoiler, but can I just say James doesn't win? Well, uh, you. you <laughs> You clearly haven't listened yet. Oh, this has gone on again. That's all I can say. Okay. Well, um, Matt's also put a, a um, in his newsletter this week, more confidence about platforms, talking about how radio stations are now not driving traffic, which is interesting, to other platforms like Apple and Spotify, but are trying to keep all the traffic on their own platforms. Now, there was a, a brand new story this week all about um, Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts made a few tweaks and, and tucks to their um, mobile app, but uh, also, or their uh, iOS app, obviously, still waiting for their Android app. They're not stupid. They'll, they'll launch that <laughs> soon. Um, but they also launched uh, Apple Podcasts Delegated Delivery. Okay. Um, which is which is quite an, a name, uh, uh, isn't it? Ashley, what what uh, what was Apple Podcasts' delegate, delegated delivery? Did you um, did you sort of figure out a, a simple way of explaining it? <laughs> I mean, the simplest way is that Apple Podcast subscriptions 
which is very proprietary. You have to use their backend to upload your subscription content if you want the button on the app. Obviously, you can do private RSS feeds. Now you can do it through some of the hosting providers that they're working with. So you don't have to necessarily log into the backend to upload that content. Um, it's through an API, which I think some people found pretty interesting um, because it's relatively, that's new for Apple Podcasts. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it's def- I think it, it's pretty cool. It's interesting in comparison to Spotify's I think they call it open access for their subscription work where they're working with different, more like subscription oriented platforms, like a supercast or something versus the actual hosting platforms. Um, so pretty interesting comparisons there. Yeah, I thought it, I, I thought it was interesting. I mean, you know, I think uh, Spotify's open access would work, for example, if you pay money to Bloomberg and Bloomberg would like to make some, you know, um, uh, super paid for paid for podcasts, then you could log in through your Spotify account and somehow get that in there. Um, uh, whereas, you know, and I think Acast has worked on the same sort of thing as well. But really interesting to see Apple, as you say, working on an API, uh, opening that. Um, I mean, uh, one would guess that perhaps they'll also be, you know, just adding a really simple publish your podcast on Apple Podcasts button at some point. I know that uh, Buzzsprout was telling us um, a while back that um, only something like 69% of their shows are available on Apple Podcasts. So, you know, a third of people on Buzzsprout just find getting their show into Apple Podcasts too difficult, too complicated. You need credit cards, you need access to, you know, a laptop of some uh, sort, um, so therefore, actually, you know, if 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 this also helps um, make make life a little bit easier to get into Apple Podcasts, then that's probably a good thing too. Yeah, yeah I noticed. I, sorry, Ashley, go on. No, go, no, I was just going to say it seems like they're maybe taking a bit of a cue from the su- success of Anchor. I mean, Spotify at least has seen quite an influx of podcasts, according to them. So, if nothing else, it seems like they're at least taking a little bit of a cue there and aiming for that creator audience. I noticed somebody called Ashley C on, on Twitter noted a, a little point. Um, I don't know if that, you know, you want to add on this, but it was, you noted that Megaphone and Anchor weren't participating in this launch for some strange reason. Yeah, I just thought that was, um, you know, pretty striking considering I think many of the big networks use Megaphone um, and Apple Podcast subscriptions launched with some of the biggest networks. So, um, yeah, I just thought it was an, it was an interesting contrast. I'm yeah, curious you, if they will work together. I don't know if they're frenemies, enemies, friends. I have no idea. Yeah, Acast seems to be the only one who's in got a foot in both camps. They, yes. They, they've got a foot in both camps, but they've not actually. They've said that they will launch with Spotify Open Access at some point in the future, but they um, haven't launched with that yet. Um, my understanding is that all of these services are, you, you know, they're great, but um, in terms of Spotify, there's an issue around caching audio. It comes back to the, the way that Spotify has always worked. And so, therefore, that may not be of interest to somebody like, I mean, potentially, um, uh, you know, Acast um, because of the way that Acast monetizes. But um, yeah, you know, uh, interesting. And we don't necessarily know whether or not Apple works in the same way as well, because if if delegated delivery, I, I think the clue is in the word delivery, that's delivering audio to Apple for them to then make available in their in their platform doesn't sound as if that's going to be still served by the host. It sounds sounds as if it's going to be cached by Apple 
as it, as it currently works. So, you know, again, is there a question around how that works with um, a company like uh, like uh, Acast? But um, yeah, in, interesting to end up seeing that. Maybe the way that YouTube integrates as well with hosts, because clearly they'll want to cache it locally and want to host it themselves. Yeah, I mean, you know, YouTube is fascinating because, of course, it's producing lots of different versions of the video, um, as indeed Spotify is when you do a video podcast. It's producing lots of different versions of the video. So, again, um, you know, is YouTube going to have um, going to have pass, pass through or not for specific podcast hosts, you know? Um, who knows? I, I certainly have. You heard any anything? Obviously, YouTube is sponsoring something uh, at the podcast show next week. I will be standing on a YouTube stage, show, showing a slide from YouTube that I shouldn't have. Um, so we'll see. We'll see if that. Uh, we'll see. We'll see if that ends up. Yeah, we'll see if that if that ends up flying. Do, do you know whether or not they might be announcing anything Watch next the week? Eyes. Watch the eyes, James. Now, very carefully. I don't. I really don't. Um, I haven't heard anything. I'm mm. very curious. I think we've all been kind of waiting now for months. Kai's been in the position for a bit now. Not. Yeah. I don't think it's been a full year or anything, but still, it's been a minute. Um, I'm excited to hear if they announce anything. I'm waiting for it too, but no, I don't know. Yeah, it'll be interesting to find out. I'm, uh, you know, some people have been saying, "Oh, yeah, they're going to they're going to be announcing something," and I'm there, and I'm there. In reality, why would they be announcing something in a small country off the coast of Europe? Um, why, why would that be a thing if you're a big American company? So I, I don't think yeah. that that's going to be um, where where they announce it if they are announcing something. But uh, you know, I, I could well be proved wrong again. Disappointment <laughs> 2.0. We're looking forward to it. Now, uh, talking about companies announcing stuff, Apple came out this week with iOS 15.5, iPad 15.5 and Mac OS 12.4. Sounds like they've been bringing stuff out before WWDC. The biggest thing was they bringing out uh, annual paid subscriptions within the Apple Podcast app. But also, uh, one thing that you noted, James, was Apple Podcast app has now had a welcome tweak for automatic download settings. What are they doing? Yeah, so uh, now you can basically say, I want to keep every single episode of this show, but I only want to keep the last episode of that show, for example. If, you you know, nobody wants to keep um, uh, 20 or 30 old Pod news is in their, um, you know, in their app, but they might want to keep the latest one. Um, so uh, yeah, so I, I'm surprised that it didn't have. I, I don't use, um, uh, you know, iPhone as regular listeners will know. So I was surprised to, to learn that it didn't actually have that sort of control in there anyway. Um, but you know, I think it's interesting, uh, you know, actually seeing Apple Podcasts basically continuing to work on that app, continuing to tweak it. The the was a time, I think, wasn't there, where uh, there were no new features in the Apple Podcasts app for a number of years. And now we're seeing, you know, uh, tweaks every single, you know, it seems like every single version of, of, of uh, iOS. Yeah. I mean, clearly there's a vested interest there. I don't know how high up it goes, but the fact that they see potentially a revenue opportunity with the subscriptions creating delegate delivery. I mean, you have to make sure your app is up to snuff if you're going to want people to be using it all the time. So, mm. I mean, I'm glad to see investment there and more hiring and new products and new features. 
I mean, we, you know, Sam and I joke, or rather I joke mostly about, uh, you know, Apple aren't stupid, they're going to be launching an Android app. Um, they already have an Android app, of course, for TV, they've got one for Apple Music, um, they've got one for, you know, um, uh, warn me if I'm being tracked by one of those horrible little um, air, air tracking things. Um, so they've clearly got uh, Android mm -hmm. apps there. Um, do, do you think... Do you think I'm mad assuming that they're no, not No, I've that? been waiting also for that announcement because I'm like, they have to. They just yeah. have to. If if you're if you want a subscription to do well, you have to you want more people to be able to access it. So mm. yeah, given that Android is the dominant OS for smartphones, they should probably consider launching one sooner than later. I Maybe. have a I have a two hundred thousand sat bet with Adam Curry as to wow. whether or not they will they will launch one i i say they will by the end of the year uh adam says they won't so uh, <laughs> we'll find out by the end of the year mm. okay that's that's i don't know i don't know oh. if i believe by the end of this year uh oh <laughs> I, I, I hope they do it in general but i don't i don't for some reason i'm not feeling by the end of this year but i could i'm literally guessing so yeah, well, so Ashley, uh, you know, you spent six years at The Verge. Um, you uh, did all kinds of things with them. Um, you you wrote, uh, of course, you wrote uh, Hot Pod, uh, which I believe is a podcast newsletter, uh, which is very exciting. Um, you have been with Bloomberg for what, three months now? Something like mm -hmm. that? Yeah. And so, uh, and so, you know, how different have you found that? Is it? Is it? Uh, I, I'm, I always think of Bloomberg as being very serious and very, you know, very business uh, focused. Is it? Is it quite diff di different working for a company like like that? It's definitely different because I mean, like the output in general, where. Um, I now am not doing a regular three times a week newsletter. I had, you know, Aria with me when I was doing Hot Pods mm. and she wrote an edition every week, but so twice a week newsletter. It's, that's a lot of writing. <laughs> I think people, it sounds to sound like a lot, but you know, James, it's a lot. Um, and so, yeah, now I'm doing, you know, a little bit less writing, really trying to focus on finding some new stories, new things to write about. It's freed, freed me up to really explore different stories, but yeah, it's, it's definitely a different environment. I mean, Verge is came through blog world, you know, we're mm. all like, I was a gadget blogger at The Verge for a while. So just a different, different world, but it's exciting. And, and uh, you're on terminals. I know nothing about Bloomberg. What, what is this terminal that you keep on talking about? <laughs> so that's how Michael Bloomberg made all his money was the terminal, terminal sales. It basically is like everything you could ever want about finance at your fingertips. I can search kind of anything. It's like almost like the internet contained in itself. Um, you, do you get given one? Yeah. Um, well, it's weird. It's like, I have like a little terminal, like verification system, right? It's almost like a VPN or something where I log in and then I verify and then on my MacBook I can get it. But at work I have, it's like a software program. Basically it, you wouldn't mm. think of it as anything different. Um, but yeah, like all my email lives in there, all my calendar, we don't use like Gmail. We don't, we have Slack, but we, it's not a huge Slack culture. It's very different. So yeah, mm. moving, learning about terminal commands. <laughs> yeah. So one of the things I have observed actually between your previous career and now is that you're scooping a lot more. Is it, are you getting given the stories or they, or you, do you have more resources to get stories? What is it? Because clearly you are doing a great job scooping all these uh, new stories. How's, how's that changed for you? 
I mean, it's always a hustle. <laughs> it's never easy. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that Bloomberg really cares about those scoops. We want to be the first, if we can, to most news. And if we're not the first, we want to try to, you know, write it as thoroughly and as accurately and with as much insight as we can. So I would say, you know, I'm constantly trying to get more stories, never feel like I'm doing enough. But um, yeah, the scoops definitely, I, I don't know if it's, it's kind of the same as at The Verge, you know, just always trying to find something to write about. Um, but I would say the focus is definitely on that. Will you, will you grow the team around you? Is the plan to grow a team uh, around the podcasting? Um, I don't think so right now. You all, I think, know. I know James knows my editor, Lucas. So he's been on the podcast beat for a while now. Like he's been, he's been writing about it for a long time. So it's really me and him. Um, and then they brought me in, of course, to help break up. I'm also going to be covering the music industry as well. And kind of this broader idea of creators, which obviously can be podcasters, video podcasters, whoever makes money on the internet, <laughs> really. Um, so yeah, we have a team. I don't think there's plans to, you know, necessarily build out the podcast world but we definitely have a, a great media coverage team and telecom team and given given your sort of like james the mystic meg view of the world in podcasting what are you looking forward to later in this year is there anything you think is going to change i would say like the big big story i'm curious about is obviously for the past few years we've been covering a lot of the investments happening in podcast worlds and audio world, startups, Spotify spending a ton, Amazon spending a ton. You had the shooting star that was Facebook for all of a year. Um, <laughs> in your country. <laughs> yeah, right. All sorts of different platforms, you know, kind of saying they're interested in audio. But now with this sort of economic downturn that is kind of happening, I'm really interested to see how these companies treat the audio world. And if this was more of a like, aspirational, this could be our next thing, you know, let's invest and see how it goes. And now we're going to see that fall by the wayside just because it's like, well, money's tight. We got to watch our investments. That's just what I'm kind of curious to see how it plays out. I don't know if that's what will happen. I, I assume Spotify's here to be here, but, and probably Amazon as well, but I don't know if any other companies are going to necessarily keep doubling down on any audio efforts. I've got a bet as well, haven't I, James? What's your bet? Spotflix. Oh, yes. I bought the domain the other day. So in case <laughs> I now have spot flicks, if you want wow. it, Daniel, you know where to find me now. Yes. His, or rather, his lawyers know where to find you. Well, that's fine. Yeah. They can pay me for it as well. Yeah. I don't mind where the money comes from. What's I'm the timeline sure. for that bet? Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> looking at the share price of both of them and the amount of people that are leaving both companies, I think it could be any time soon because... Um, when you look at Amazon, uh, they've got video, audio, books, they've got the full shooting match. You look at the same with Apple, they have the full stack and it's Netflix and it's also, um, it's also, uh, I'd say, you know, uh, Spotify who are struggling basically on both sides and the two together as one actually would be able to compete much better, I think. I yeah. Know. So I, think I, hear a lot of, I hear a lot of speculation about that as well. I mean, there's some Netflix blood on like the board of Spotify and I believe their CFO used to be at Netflix as well. Well, their old CFO used to be at Netflix as well. Mm. Um, and obviously the subscription model has been kind of Netflix influenced. Um, they're both in the intention game. I could see that yeah. being interesting. Um, 
Yeah, right. and you can and you can actually see. You know, I find it interesting that you can now turn off the video in Netflix and just consume uh, some of their content in audio form. And similarly, you can turn off uh, you you can turn on the video in in uh, Spotify. So mm -hmm. the actual products are getting closer and closer as well. I find uh, I find the whole thing fascinating. So it'll be really interesting to see, you know, quite what happens there. Totally. Um, yeah. Should we move on to? I'm I'm curious about your uh, uh, your take on who's number one for podcasting, uh, Ashley, because there's been quite a lot of um, of uh, new numbers that have come out last week. Um, Edison, uh, what should we call the these days? Edison Podcast Metrics uh, came out and said that the number one uh, in terms of publishers was SXM Media. PodTrack came out of course, and said that the number one is iHeartMedia. So uh, you then have uh, media monitors owned by iHeartMedia who say that the number one is iHeartMedia, surprisingly. Um, and um, Triton, uh, uh, Triton's figures have just come out uh, today um, talking about um, figures for um, uh, for for uh, you know, uh, for for uh, U.S. Um, podcast publishers, and they say again that SXM Media is number one. How confusing do you think all of this uh, is? iHeart number one. It isn't. Aren't they number one? How confusing is it all for the industry? Or, or frankly, should I not be caring about this? I don't want to say you shouldn't care about things you're passionate about. So care. <laughs> But, 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 okay. <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's just, if you don't have every single player and by player, I mean like network or show or mm -hmm. on the same platform, submitting the same type of data. I mean, it's just really hard to draw any conclusions. You've pointed it out. It's like, well, iHeart's not on Triton and NPR is not on this one or whatever it is. And it's like, well, then we can't, it's just, you can't, you can't compare. You just can't. So I don't know. I don't take too much stock in it, to be honest with you. But it is a really nice marketing line to be able to say you're number one podcast. It, it, yeah, it, it is a really nice marketing line. But if marketing lines aren't true, then that then that's probably not a great. Um, well, a great they're number one asterisks on. Yeah, and they and they do that on. PodTrack and they do that and they do that very well. Yeah, they, you know, they highlight that very well. I, I do find it interesting that iHeartMedia isn't measured by Triton, who iHeart own. You, you'd have thought you'd have thought there was something there. But no, I, I, I just find that sort of line, you know, really, really interesting. And I'm just sort of curious as to what the, um, you know, as to what the the uh, the industry thinks of uh, of uh, all of that. Uh, we also got some new numbers this week from the BBC from BBC Sounds. Uh, they're claiming a record audience of 4 million users per week for their app uh, here in the UK. Um, and I compared that 4 million is a is a great thing for a podcast app. Uh, I compared that to uh, their live radio, which reaches 34 million. Um, so there's still quite some way to go, but quite interesting seeing their total global podcast downloads across the quarter was 288 million, which uh, makes the BBC about the same size as Wondery. Um, I suspect that Wondery has rather fewer staff than the BBC, something tells me, but they do, you know, obviously the BBC makes rather a lot more stuff. But, um, you know, interesting seeing those, those uh, figures because, of course, you know, the BBC is putting uh, quite a lot of exclusive uh, stuff onto their, um, uh, you know, onto their app. 
up uh, as well. Yeah, I've been very curious about the BBC as someone who obviously lives in the US and I don't have this intimate familiarity with the BBC, but I've I've heard there's kind of similarly to what's happening here with NPR that I've written about a bit. Um, I've heard there's kind of like a talent exodus going on over there. I don't know if yep. I, I've just been curious about that as someone who, mm. you know, again, like, hasn't been able to dive in so deeply. Yeah, I think it's very similar to the talent exodus that we're seeing from NPR as well. And a lot of it is due to the sort of place that those large organisations are to work at. But I think also a lot of it is just due to freedom of IP and allowing yourself to be able to, you know, take a show that, you know, and we're seeing a little bit of this in, ter in terms of Gimlet, you know, and Spotify and those sorts of um, those sorts of organizations as well, where people want to be able to take away their ideas and make something of them. And clearly, you know, especially if you're working for somebody like the BBC that, uh, you know, I worked there for uh, two years, best two years of my life. Uh, and uh, I, I know all of the rules and the regulations that they end up having to follow. So I think from that from that point of view, it's you know it's hard work from their from their side. And if you could make your life a little bit more easy creatively, then perhaps that's you know that's that's a plan. But yeah, you know I, I think that there's an an exodus going on actually in all large organizations because we are now seeing how easy it is for you to be a small company or a small one person um you know uh, show and be able to actually you know monetize those quite successfully and i think you know we're seeing more of that in terms of acast uh, and those sorts of services and of course me megaphone as well so uh, i think it's going to be really interesting I think distribution yeah. is the key, isn't it? I mean, the BBC, NPR used to be the only way to get mass audience distribution. Now you can do that straight over the web uh, and direct to consumer, right? So I think the other thing that's interesting, though, yeah, it may be a thing to think about if you're naming your podcast, put your name in it. Because then the BBC and NPR can't have it, right? So Top Gear didn't put their name in it. And so the BBC kept that IP and just put new presenters in. Yes. Mark Kermode and Simon Mayo kept it. Peter Crouch kept it. Yes. Um, Emily Maitlis kept it. But Americast and Newscast stayed with the BBC. So put your name in your podcast is the answer. Are you going to be doing any podcasts with, um, with Bloomberg? It's possible. They have, you know, a podcast network, of course. Mm. Um, but... Nothing right now, like nothing, uh, you know, on the agenda. Yeah. I think I'd have to probably, I'm just trying to get settled first. How yeah, you're that? still getting your, <laughs> getting your feet under the table. Yeah. Make sure it says Ashley Carmen in the name then. Yes. Right, exactly. I'm going to yes. try to keep that going for a minute. James is replacing <laughs> me very soon. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and, you're, and you're doing a newsletter as well, aren't you? Um, yes. is, is, is there, and that's to launch later on this year. Is, is there a name for that yet? Not yet. Um, sure. I'm, I'm open Watch to the all eyes again, audio James. puns. No, really, please. If you have puns, I accept them. Please. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, not yet. It's going to be a very audio-centric newsletter. Like I said, I'm going to be doing some music industry coverage as well. So I'm really hoping to kind of be able to cover both worlds. I think mm. that there's going to be a great intersection of the two spaces. And I think ultimately we're just going to think of everything as audio content. Um, and so I think what happens in podcasting will influence the music world. So anyway, long story short, yes, I will be doing a newsletter. It should be coming out this summer. Everybody, please subscribe. <laughs> we will put a, a link in the show notes for those of you li listening uh, on demand as a podcast. We'll be uh, putting a link to the uh, show notes uh, uh, for that. But uh, yeah, no, I, I'm. Uh, and is that going to be weekly? Have you worked out sort of the, the general shape of that? 
<laughs> the plan was weekly um, because it's still a little bit out. We haven't like revisited and ironed out the details, but as far as yeah. I know, yeah, it'll be weekly. I'm still kind of figuring out, you know, where it slots into the podcast newsletter ecosystem, like your mm. newsletter, you know, so try to figure out what I can bring to the table. That's a little bit different than that's already out there. So mm. stay tuned. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe a great way for you for people to f- be able to follow your um, your stories without um, you know paying for the whole Bloomberg thing, which I, I guess is uh, you know one of those one of those things uh, too, isn't it? Now moving on, uh, Descript, which I like to use for audio editing, uh, have announced coming out very shortly a first look at something called New Workflows. Uh, it'll let you jump to editing in Descript with one click. So some of our favourite video streamers are there, Riverside, Ars sponsors Squadcast, uh, friends of the show, Captivate, and one I've not really used myself, Restreamio. Uh, but it looks like uh, Descript starting to branch out to get itself integrated into the workflow. Yeah, oh, it's, it's it's all really interesting. I, I, I find it fascinating that there are lots of different companies now doing plugins to other companies just to make life, you know, an awful lot easier. Uh, Riverside did that plugin to um, Spotify, to, uh, Spotify yeah. which was a very clever, you know, a very clever move. So uh, yeah, the more of that, the better, as far as I'm concerned. Do you do you you don't as you don't have your podcast at the moment, Ashley? But would, do you edit it yourself, or would you be editing it yourself? I do not edit audio, um, but I have used Descript um, in the past. When I used to do a podcast, we used Descript um, a few times, and it's very cool. I used it also when we were, I did a podcast, I guess it was last year now, um, with the synthetic voices, and we messed with Descript software to do that, which was, you know, creepy and fun and weird. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, for someone like me who doesn't, you know, get super granular editing audio, obviously Descript is a tool that is designed to for people like me who need to just get it done kind of quick and dirty and, and try to get it over with <laughs> and sounding good enough. Yeah, and and it's great. It's one of the things that I was showing off to the to, to, to the radio industry. Um, you know, the thesis of the talk that I gave at the Radio Days Europe conference last week was basically we've moved from a world where um, you have to have massive, great big studios and ex- very expensive equipment to being able to do pretty well anything you want on your own laptop using consumer uh, consumer technology, and showing the radio industry uh, some of the new tools that podcasters get to play with. And I showed a bit of descripts, and uh, you know you could hear people's uh, you know gasps, and you know and, and them going, oh wow, so we don't have to use Pro Tools and all this kind of stuff. It was really. Um, yeah, it was really, really interesting. And it, 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 to me, I find it fascinating, the whole world of, you know, professional audio, if you like, in terms of the, uh, in terms of the heritage radio broadcasters meeting the world of podcasting. I find it fascinating seeing what happens there. Well, if you want to know more, they're doing a live webinar on the 1st of June at 9am Pacific. So, James, perfect timing for you. Oh, well, excellent. Uh, Yes, that'll be in the middle of the night for me, but uh, yes, (laughs) I'm sure it'll be fine. Now, let's move on to some quick news. Uh, James, you wrote a piece about uh, a pirated copy of your podcast. If you found it, um, here's how you can report it. Well, James, can you report it? Because there is a pirated copy of Podland out there on Spotify. Yeah, and uh, reading reading this in the script is the first that I know about it. <laughs> Thanks for reading it early then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I read it in the coffee shop half ah. an hour ago. Um, so yes, I, I, so I'm I am absolutely fascinated 
in uh, finding out where this pirated version of the show is coming from. What is confusing me, and I am literally at the moment, I am literally at the moment doing uh, hacking into uh, it to work out where it's from. Weirdly, it's from Buzzsprout as well. So it, it looks to be a duplicate, not a pirate. But we'll uh, see what happens there. But it's yeah, a bug, not a feature. But there's a, <laughs> but there's a story, there will be a story in Pod News next week, or, or, or indeed in Bloomberg uh, later on this week, um, talking about what... Um, uh, talking about what some podcast uh, hosts are finding their free trials being used for um uh, so uh that's going to be that's going to be entertaining um it'll be on monday uh because there's quite a lot of tech of, of tech information there but uh, yeah it turns out that free trials are being used for all kinds of things that uh, i was com- i was completely unaware of uh so it'll be fun to have a look at that and you know a pirated audio is part of that um but there is also uh you know other other entertaining things as well so yeah mm-hmm. Love a mystery. What a little teaser. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> and, I, and, you know, and I, and I have just also taken uh, the other story that I'm hoping to break next week out of the script as oh, well. Right. Sorry. It's all right. Somebody has, um, somebody has already tweeted my, uh, my, little, my little piece of fun code, which uh, we will talk about, I'm sure, next week once I've been able to get a few statements from uh, companies doing some interesting things. Okay. Now, uh, you had a first look at a new company, a new podcasting publishing analytics and growth platform called Cohost. The launch coincides with the release of Cohost's first annual podcaster insight survey. What's that? Or who is co-host, James? Yeah, it's a new podcast uh, hosting company, which has been produced by Quill up in Toronto in Canada. And, uh, you know, very cool. It's interesting seeing, I think, um, podcast hosts beginning to niche and beginning to really focus on specific things. Uh, and uh, co-host is very much focusing on, you know, growth as well as monetization um, and, you know, really focusing on that rather than being a podcast host for all things to all people so interesting uh, seeing that they also became a gold supporter on pod news which is very kind of them podnews.net slash support uh, acast has done some integration with um, podcastle it's another one of those integrations like the descript one that we were talking about um uh, earlier um i really like the idea um it was an australian thing but i really like the idea of a company called pod now which is um taking pop-up podcast studios into conferences we see pop-up podcasts studios in podcast conferences uh, all the time but they don't normally you know they're not normally there for the you know for the i don't know the toilet association um uh, annual conference or the you know the bin bag uh you know conferences so um you know a really interesting idea of actually grabbing the idea i think is if you if you grab speakers as they come off stage then you can quickly get a uh, an interview with them turn that into Catch a podcast and, it, yeah, and it works it's not it's, it's not catching them I'm off not, guard. I don't write like you. I can do what I like. I, I just talk rubbish. You two are the serious journalists here. You can do what you like. I'm not a serious journalist. I've got no no qualifications at all. There's only one. There's only one qualified journalist on this on this show. Don't look this way. Yes. <laughs> what else have we seen this week, Sam? The, the one thing, uh, and Ashley, I wonder whether you what you think, but um, 
audiograms, you know, should you use them, shouldn't you use them? There's been reports that they're a waste of time, no one needs them. And, and now we've got another report saying uh, from Riverside saying that audiograms work five times as well as static images on social media. Where do you stand? Are, are we just all pushing noise out and no one's listening? Or, or is there a good way to get podcast discovery through audiograms? I'd be very curious what Riverside's methodology is for finding out whether audiograms work well. But um, I don't know. I mean, if it really is, a, if it really is a significant time suck, and you, I mean, you can measure your engagement. I think on your audiogram. So if you're seeing no engagement and you're putting a time a time ton of time in, it seems to me you should probably give that up. But at the same time, I totally empathize with people who it's like, well, how else are you going to put audio out on Twitter or something like that? which is fair. And I do think there probably need to be some better solutions for it. Um, I know people were hoping like Facebook ads would be able to play audio because I don't think they do right now. Mm. Um, so I know things like that where people are hoping that could change. Yeah. And, 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 you know, and there's, and there's companies like uh, Adori Labs, which are looking at uh, automating the entire thing. So being able to automatically pull in, you know, images and other uh, stuff to basically make the video bit work, um, yeah. which is which is really cool if you can do that. So, uh, yeah, as, you know, interesting seeing. You know, I, I, I think it's, it's certainly going to be a thing in the future in terms of YouTube, um, because obviously, you know, you'll need vis visuals there. S Signal Hill Insights released some data earlier on in the week showing that people um, really um, want to, you know, if, if there's something on YouTube, then they want video to be with that. So they want it to be a nice experience. Um, and, um, uh, and uh, you know, I know that um, uh, next week Pod News will be carrying some really good data about how YouTube, um, how popular YouTube is in terms of podcast uh, uh, audiences as well. So um, yeah, so it'll, it'll be fascinating to have a look at too. Okay, moving on, one more thing then. Uh, Rode is to release a brand new Rodecaster Pro 2. Well, they didn't say they were going to do it. Someone by mistake leaked it out. Yes, uh, a New Zealand website um, uh, basically published the whole thing, which was very kind of them for six hours. Um, <laughs> all the graphics and images, it was wonderful. All the graphics and images and the spec sheet as well, which was kind of them. Um, it's going to be properly launched next week. Rode, of course, being an Australian company uh, and uh, very good too. Uh, Michael Sterling's Sterling Clear Audio was the um, blog that uh, uh, leaked all of that. Um, but, you know, it looks great. It looks, um, you know, you're using a Rode caster uh, in front of us right now and I'm sure that uh, the new version is going to be even smarter and even cooler so really nice to end up seeing that yeah no well it, uh, one of the big things it's going to allow us to do is to put two laptops into the same road mixer um, and you can also do guitar and uh, external mics as well which is quite nice indeed 10 minutes left let's talk people um, lots of move lots of moves at uh, Spotify uh, Ashley we've seen um, uh, changes of uh, senior management, Michael Mignano leaving, which I think was, was one of your many scoops. Uh, Max Cutler being uh, promoted. Um, there are, oh yes, Bill Simmons um, being uh, pr pr promoted too. Matt Lieber going. Um, uh, folks from Reply All going as well. What's going on over there? Um, I mean, I... <laughs> 
I, I mean, is it, is it as simple? Is it as simple as um, it's uh, three and a half years since Gimlet was bought, or whatever that is, and so therefore it's people's um, uh, I mean, contracts I now less than leave? Yeah, I think oftentimes founders tend to leave the companies once their options vest or whatever they, their contract expires. So, you know, I, it's it's always tricky because on one hand you're like, well, all these people are leaving at once, and Courtney Holt also left. Yeah. That one oh, yes, of course. a bit more striking, only because he didn't come through an acquisition. He was hired. He kind of was one of the original podcast strategy architects over there. So, yeah, I think there's clearly some kind of rethinking around how they're structuring things. They obviously shut down Studio 4. I think it was in December or January of this year. Um, and so clearly they're, they're reorganizing, rethinking maybe what the shows they put effort into and how they work with partners. Um, and, you know, James, you've written about this quite a bit, like given that many of their partner shows, the splashy announcements haven't really come to fruition, you know, I think we can kind of fill in the blanks there as to maybe they do need to rethink how they work with these partners. Mm. Mm, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's going to be interesting uh, watching. I, I just kind of look into this and go, there are so many people. There are so many people there. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I'm surprised at how many people are, you know, working working on that sort of thing. So, um, I mean, maybe it's just a case of actually um, th thinning the amount of management folk, you know, out there. If, if we are uh, indeed at the start of a recession and the start of, you know, some some uh, you know economic issues one of the first things to go in terms of that is advertising anyway so you know perhaps there's a little bit of uh, planning you know uh, on there but again maybe it's just a a case of you know it's um it, it, it's uh, you know the end of uh, of somebody's um, contract time yeah well amazon seems to be at it as well so amazon's director of podcasts announced he left the company to start his own stealth company uh todd pringle who's been with amazon podcast operations since the start so yeah that was an ashley scoop as well by the way just thought i'd give her the credit for that as well yeah so we may we may as well we may as well, we may as well have a button saying another actually another ashley carmen scoop uh, uh, the, the Verge had the Magnano scoop, and then yeah, I uh, okay. About, I read about Libra leaving. Mm. So, so what? what uh, uh, Amazon is fascinating because you've got Wondery, which you know is doing great guns by by all accounts. Um, but Amazon doesn't seem to be moving the needle in terms of a podcast destination. Um, we're not necessarily seeing Wondery promote Wondery Plus in the Amazon Music podcast player you know what i mean it's all i'm, I'm uh, do you do you see amazon still wanting to be a destination in terms of an app you know i honestly am not totally sure like it, it is very clear that that spotify's ambitions both to be a place where people like basically they want everyone to consume audio on their platform mm. amazon you know is doing pretty well regardless so i i almost wonder if it's more about the advertising business um, I'm pretty sure Insider wrote a story the other day about how their advertising business has like been great for them. Um, and I can imagine they see podcasting slash audio in general just as a really rich place to do that. Um, I've, I've been surprised at how little I've heard about like Art19 as an example. It doesn't really, I don't really hear people talk about it as much, whereas like Spotify is mm. constantly pushing Megaphone and also Anchor. Um, so yeah, I, I'm not totally sure what their like big broad thinking is, but it seems like, you know, they're pretty interested in locking up those exclusives, at least 
to do ad sales and represent them. Mm, mm. No, it's, it'll be really interesting to see what uh, goes on there. One other person uh, that we should mention is uh, Elena uh, Fernandez-Collins. Uh, they're a well-known podcast critic. They've uh, written about um, uh, podcasting. Uh, they host podcasting. They're now working at Simplecast. Um, uh, so many congratulations uh, there. Um, what else should we do, Sam? Very quickly, just one big announcement in Tech Corner. Uh, the new live tag went live. Yes. Oh, yes, that's right. Yes, lots of uh, work in terms of uh, making sure that uh, you know, if you're using a new podcast app, you know that um, that your favourite podcast is going live. Uh, we will have um, have saddened uh, Adam and Dave by not um, uh, using that for this uh, live experience, but uh, who knows what we might do. I'm trying future. to still work out how to use it. So, uh, yeah, yes, Adam exactly. and Dave, come on and let me know, please. <laughs> um, okay, uh, we should wrap up there very quickly. Um, event corner um, next week, James. You're here for one reason. You're apart from your Swedish visit. You're here for something else. Yes, so I'm here for the podcast show 2022, which starts on Wednesday. Uh, there's two full days of a um, of a business conference. Uh, there's also a week's worth of live shows as well, which I think is a great uh, plan to do around a podcast um, uh, conference to actually get, you know, it surprises me when you go to these large podcast conferences, how little talent there is there. Um, I don't mean how little talent uh, in terms of in terms of people. I mean, how little podcasts are being made there. That's right. what I really mean Thanks. to say. Well dug out. Yes. Uh, digs very hard. Um, so uh, yeah, so that's great to end up seeing. So um, yes, yeah, so I'm hoping to catch a few uh, shows uh, there. But that's going to be next uh, week. You have um, you you have done the slightly foolish thing of um, booking a very small pub for a uh, drinks uh, and then and then publishing on Twitter. Publishing exactly on Twitter. Where and where it's the old schoolboy error. I'm having a party at the house. Here's it. Here's the announcement <laughs> on Facebook. No one else will turn up. Honestly, here's, Dad. Here's the address. So yeah. So good luck with that. But I'm looking forward to that on on uh, Tuesday. That should be fun. Yeah, Tuesday evening, six p.m. If you're in Belgravia, seventeenth uh, century pub which is haunted. It's the old Grenadier Guards Officer Club. See what you're missing, Ashley. See what you're missing. I am yeah, missing that. Yeah. That sounds cool. You could be, I just you could be a bouncer. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's okay. I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you could be working out of... Uh, Bloomberg has some very posh offices in the city, so you should be you should yes. be working out, working out of there for this week. Uh, and, of course, podcast movement coming up in uh, Dallas in Texas in uh, August. I really must organise my um, uh, uh, tickets for that. And yeah, and one other event that we want to publicise, Pinterest has been announced as the lead partner for the International Women's Podcast Festival here in London. Uh, the event is Saturday, June the 18th. James, you've been very kindly offering um, some discounts. Yeah, it's not me kindly offering them. It's the it's the organisers. But yes, if you are outside the UK and you just want a virtual ticket, uh, then there's money off that. And there's also virtual t uh, and, then, and then there's also in-person tickets for the UK uh, folk as well. You'll find all the details in our show notes and the pod, the, the pod news newsletter at podnews.net. Right, James. Now, uh, what's been happening for you in Podland? Uh, well, yes, I've, I've been. Um, I'll tell you one thing I did do. I, I took the seventh longest commercial flight to get here from Darwin uh, all the way to London. Um, uh, and if you're interested in that, then uh, you should, uh, um, yeah, go back through my uh, Twitter or something and find the seventh, <laughs> find, find my trip report because I rather tediously, I'm one of these people that writes 
um, to keep myself sane on long journeys um, and just sort of write a log of what of other what people just watch films, James. Yeah, I know. I don't. I, I, don't, I don't like watching. Films. <laughs> or drink alcohol. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh no, I do do that. Or do both. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was fun. Um, went to see my family in Wales, in Welsh Wales, which was uh, also fun. Um, uh, trying desperately to drive a stick shift car in the first time uh, for the first time in six years. It's not going very well. Um, so uh, but you got here. Yeah, I got. I got. You might here. not get back. I got here. It's the funny sort of smell of uh, of burning when you're in in reverse that uh, slightly concerns me. Um, what's happening for you this week in uh, Podland, Sam? Well, last week I was doing something called podcast in the park. Uh, it was an event. So um, local chefs. Michelin chefs Tom Carriage and Michelle Brew that I interviewed them. I interviewed the remaining sister Sledge sister. That was quite entertaining. She had her daughters with her on stage. So they're called the sister Sledge now, but it's only one sister. The other two, don't know what they've done. Didn't ask her. It's too scared to ask. <laughs> sister daughter Sledge. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rag and Bow Man and McFly. So that was a bit of fun last week. I will be with you at the podcast show. I'm on stage for Sony talking about um, the growing love affair between podcast, film and TV. And actually, Sony, I'm curious, we, we, we never talk about them. We talk about Amazon, we talk about Apple, we talk about Spotify, but Sony are investing heavily into podcasting. So it'll be interesting to see what they have to say. Yeah, most definitely. And um, uh, with their acquisition of something else, you know, that's a big UK powerhouse that which has uh, gone in there as well. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. I will also be on stage at the podcast show. I'm doing a session about monetization um, uh, with a bunch of people from Sony. Um, I'm doing a session about uh, Tenderfoot TV, which will be really interesting. I, I know very little about Tenderfoot TV, and um, by Wednesday I'll know a lot more because I'll have had to read up about it in order to ask some sensible questions of um, Donald Albright, and um, and I'm also talking about where the future of podcasting is is going. So we'll um, we'll see how that goes. And what's happening for you, Ashley? What's coming up? What's coming up? Wow, um, I don't want to give away too much of what I'm working on. See the pair of you. What are you like? <laughs> hey, James. My mine aren't in the show notes, so I don't have to read them. Um, <laughs> It's going to be 90 degrees in New York tomorrow, supposedly. I don't know what that is in Celsius. I can't help you, but uh, very warm. Yeah, yeah, it is very warm. So I might try to make my way to the beach. We'll see. Oh, very nice. 32 Celsius for those of you playing along at uh, home. Well, we're off for a crafty tug now, aren't we? Yes, that which is a which is Sam's um, Sam's uh, 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 boat where he serves beer. Um, what? Just There's a boat out there? Yep. We have a top oh, boat. Okay, I'm That's really surgery. coming out to London next year because <laughs> I want that boat invite. I want the 17th century pub invite. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I'm going to show you one of the other ones. We've got a double decker um, bus as well. This will be great. What? This is this is this is a great podcast. Um, other way, there you go. That's uh, for those who can't see. That's the inside of the double decker bus. So we've got a studio. All in there. right. It looks like it looks like I'm coming to London. Excellent. Soon. Well, we will. Uh, yes, um, come next year for podcast show 2023. If they haven't gone bust, and she podcasts, and she podcasts. No, absolutely. She she podcasts will be good. Do you have a Do you have a date for that? No, but I have a new venue. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and we're and on that bombshell. Uh, that's it for this week. If you like Podland, tell others to visit. Tell your friends on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, um, TikTok, uh, or uh, wherever. Wherever. Uh, you can also email comments at podland.news. You'll find all of our previous shows and interviews at podland.news. Uh, if you want daily news, you should get Pod News. The newsletter is free at podnews.net. The podcast can be found in your podcast app. And all the stories we've discussed on Podland today are in the show notes. We use chapters and transcripts too. And I should also point out, obviously, uh, if you want to learn more about what a- what Ashley is uh, doing, then you should be going to have a look on uh, Bloomberg. Is there a, is there a simple URL, uh, Ashley, that we should be pointing people to? I mean, I feel like anytime you're telling people to go to a URL, it's never going to be simple. But, you know, follow me on Twitter at Ashley R. Carmen. I tweet all my stories, so you'll find it there. Okay. That just asked me the question, what's the R stand for? Oh, my middle initial. I do that. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, there is a Ashley Carmen at Salesforce. If she is listening to this podcast, please give me the handle. <laughs> Don't use it. I'm pretty sure people have followed you because they think you're me. Like, let's just... I once, uh, <laughs> I, I once, uh, I once, I uh, once met, met a lovely woman. This was about uh, fifteen, twenty years ago uh, in Dublin, in Ireland, and and she was absolutely, uh, you know, I was quite, I was quite, uh, quite uh, smitten, and she contacts James Cridland on Facebook, uh, and everything goes really quiet for about two weeks, uh, and I think, oh, well, that's a shame because you know, because she was quite fun, uh, and it turns out that she was talking to James Cridland, the student from Bristol. <laughs> you you bastard James Critton student from Bristol that's all I could say not still forgotten uh, anyway. our, our music is, is from Ignite Jingles we're hosted and sponsored by our good friends Buzzsprout and Squadcast and until next week keep listening keep listening